Hey everybody, welcome to It Came From Podcast. I'm your host Dan. I'm here today with Laura. Hi Laura. Hi. Hello. What are we doing here? What is this about? Um, we're just gonna tell you where some things came from today. Yeah. Yeah. I was under the impression it was horror movie cliches and you know where where they came from and I mean you can most certainly click on the thing on iTunes and read the description that's that's great we encourage you to do that to go to our iTunes and do stuff but that's later you don't want to know about that here uh today we're going to be talking about found footage and I'm really excited about it uh it's a very it's a really cool one and I had a lot of fun doing the research for this so but first we're going to go into how was Laura's week everybody wants to know I don't think anybody cares. I don't even care. I don't even, but just tell me. It's Monday. Again, it's Monday. I know. We, we're going to go over this every time, but we're going to have to make something. Right, we're just going to, like, uh, can this segment. Yeah, I don't think anybody cares how my week was. The point is that we're here, we're alive, we're breathing. How was your week? Amazing. So good. I actually had a good week, but it was cool. It was cool. Your horoscope looked great today. I know, cool. I know. I'm excited for um, creativity and productive things in my future and I want to manifest it okay so we're on found footage today found footage yeah yeah I'm excited I'm excited about that so you told me you have some history like even before movies were invented about this kind of stuff so yeah because I love history and origins or origins as you will but first let's talk about let's um, coin that term that's great and uh, TM it TM 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 origins um Okay, so found footage is uh, basically a type of movie where everything in the movie is made under the pretense that everything is real. So, right. So, like, like the movie Sinister wouldn't be found footage because yeah, even though it has, I'm found not going to fight with you about Sinister. No, no, no. I, I'm not fighting. I, I agree. I agree. I just wanted to make that point. Like, no, it's the distinguish, not. Distinguish. Fight me. Fight me on it, anybody. It's not. Okay. It's not the same thing. No, I agree. I agree. You're right. I, it's a cool concept, though. I like the mix of the two in there. I mean, you can believe what you will, but I don't think it's real like that. I don't know. I agree. I don't consider it. Yeah. So, right. Like Cannibal Holocaust, for example, has like the documentary part to it. So it's like you're you're, you're supposed to go in assuming it's all real or like under the pretense. Yes, correct. Right. Sets that up. Okay. Okay, so, so we've defined found footage. Barely, but yes, you got the okay, point. Well, right, right. Okay, so the earliest form of found footage that I traced back uh, would be um, an epistolary novel. Ever heard of her? No. Okay, well, that can be traced back t- to like the 16th century, I believe. And basically... Oh. Epi- <laughs> oh, what? No, nothing. Go ahead. Oh, yeah. As I figured. Hmm. So, an epistolary novel is like a book. Is it horror? Can I get to my point? Yes, of course. Cool, cool. So, it would be like a book that's written in a series of documents or letters or diary entries or newspaper clippings. So, it adds realism to the story because you don't have a narrator. Like Call of Cthulhu. Exactly. Right. So, you don't have a narrator. So, you're reading it as first person almost. So... It makes everything more real, which I think is, you know, basically where found footage, the idea of it came from. Sure, sure. Another good example, aside from H.P. Lovecraft, would be um, Bram Stoker's Dracula. Oh, right. 
and that was published i think in 1897 or 1890 something you know you get the point mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so um the so no- novels have novel, been doing found found um stuff for a long time well it's not really found but the way that it's put together makes it seem like like you're looking through like a f- case file or something right, you know it's right. like kind of the like same a, usually a diary or yeah or journal. so mm-hmm. in dracula it was so convincing that people went out and bought anti-vampire kits, <laughs> which I think is, you know, wild. Yeah, I love the effect that these kind of things have on, on the populace. It's actually yeah. probably the most like, interesting thing. Beyond books, though, um, another good example would be uh, Orson Welles' War of the Worlds adaptation. Oh, right, right. The the radio, the radio show. Mm-hmm. They d- I think they did uh, uh, say that it was just a program, though, right? but people just didn't catch it well the way that is that it it was weird because the way it was set up was to be like a regular ass program like they had regular music they had regular programming but for example like five minutes in there would be like a breaking news and then it would go back to regular life and then there would be another breaking news and then it would just progress and it became this like wild you know alien invasion Mm -hmm. and it tricked everybody so Well, you know, people uh, and like later when we look at some of the stuff that happened after these movies were released, I I, I think people nowadays just have a more discerning eye because we're obviously used to it. Uh, but I think what you mean is nobody trusts anything anymore. Right, right, nobody, right. That that right. too. Uh, um, it's it's just that watching some of these movies was like, how could anybody have ever thought that this was because we're desensitized. That's probably what it is. I mean, we do the horror movie podcast. I've watched like 10 this week, so. Like, there's nothing. It's kind of like when a 9-11 happened and people were there watching things happen. And nobody could really believe what was happening. Right, right. Like. It's what happened? Right. Yeah. yeah, it's kind of like that. But, you know. Mm-hmm. So, anyways. Let's start with the very first. The very first one is uh, Cannibal Holocaust. Okay, go ahead on your tangent. I know you're dying. I'm dying. I'm dying for this. I love this. Go ahead. All right. So, uh, so the film was like a play on uh, Mondo films that were popular, I think, at the time, but uh, gen- pretty much uh, primarily in Italy, uh, which is where the film's director is from. And uh, it's basically um, the Mondo films were made to like feel like documentaries, or at least most of them were. So like they were kind of like mockumentaries themselves. So it's like a parody of a parody, if you will. Uh, so the director's name is uh, Ruggiero Diodato. Uh, and he got a lot of slack for the movie. Um, uh, did you, you heard about this, right? The, of course. Yeah, yeah, it's like a pretty famous thing. Um, but uh, yeah, he had to go to court, to like Italian court, and he was uh, allegedly charged with murder. Uh, he talks about it in, uh, the, in the documentary In the Jungle. Uh, making of Cannibal Holocaust. It was uh, pretty cool. Um, uh, yeah, but he did prove that no one was hurt. Uh, ultimately, though, that's not true because animals were hurt. And that I know. He should have still gone in jail for some of that. I think so. Well, the movie got banned. It did get banned. Yeah, well, I don't care about that. I care about the right. animals. Yeah, that was kind of unnecessary. I, I, and also... Also, the it's like you're telling me that you can fake a woman right. being poked through her whole body, right. like 
you know, just chish kebabbed with a steak, but you can't fake a dead turtle. Get the fuck out of here. That's another thing, too. When watching the movie, it's like, why is the camera guy filming the, like, in, like, up close, like, zoomed in shots of this gruesome stuff happening to animals, and then when it happens to a person, it's kind of, like, always shaky or, like, you know? You know, we all have our own demons. He was probably going through something. But yeah, but you're not wrong. I don't like. Uh, I don't like. The I think maybe because torture. the animal's death was real, so they could get real close and That's my know point. that there's no illusion. Right. That's my point. Well, exactly. That my point was that how, like, as a, as an audience member trying to decide if this is like real or not, or someone looking from as a member of the court, you know, like how you know, it's just kind of things that like, why even give that rumor credence but you know a lot of people think that he had a lot to do with it just through like the marketing and stuff of, of the movie but i really don't know how someone could see it and think anybody was really hurt or killed well now mm-hmm. with now. your 2019 eyes i know i got a 2019 heart too oh. uh, uh yeah i love everybody he he like employed a lot of like clever techniques though that he had to reveal like and i feel like it's fucked up too because the courts make you like reveal all your movie making secrets as like the masked magician guy you know yep it's like a rest of development so here was kind of like the rabbit hole i went down uh with this movie um i was reading this book uh which is, was pretty good uh i suggest it it's it's kind of cool to see in a person it's a good night moon no, no, it's called, uh, it's by Paul, what's Good Night Moon about? Mm-hmm. Okay. Did you have a childhood? I, I, I did. Cool, cool. All right, continue. I didn't read much then, that's why I like reading now. Uh, it's called Paul Rockoff's, it's, it's by Paul Rockoff, and uh, it's, I'm, it's not even right, that's not his name, it's Adam Rockoff. I wrote this wrong. Okay, sorry, dude. Uh, but it, you're not even hearing this, but. The har- it's called The Horror of It All, One Movie Grower's Love Affair with Mass Maniacs, Frightened Virgins, and The Living Dead. So, um, but he says it in, in there that some of the actors in recent interviews deny that uh, Deodato actually told them to go on like a, a hiatus, like a like lay low after your... It's rumored that this was signed in the contract. So according to Adam Rockoff, in the book, it didn't happen. But I try to look for the interviews, and I can't find them. So that's what. But really, what was a contract in Italy in the eighties? It was probably cocaine and wine. Cocaine. Who can co- really tell? Uh, like a sp- spit in your hand and sh- and, and shake. Yeah. <laughs> I mean. Right. Sure. You know? But it would be cool to know. I mean, if because it, it, it would it would tell us like how much of the outcry was actually like either designed or 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 at least in some way like perpetrated by Deodato and how much he let that happen because he well, I think he loved it honestly well he's a director he wants all the attention of course so I'm not surprised there just like me but oh god moving on to my favorite movie where we're not have, there we're not yeah we're done no I got a bunch of other stuff There's, I got a I got to tell a story about Charlie Sheen. No, you can tell your story. Go ahead. Okay. So, okay. 
excuse me but yeah uh yeah uh check out th- that book though because that that's in there and it's got a lot of other cool stuff i know i gave you that book recommendation i'm no, sure actually well i own it oh you so. did mm-hmm. oh, cool, cool, cool. it's good right yeah okay so you're charlie sheen no <laughs> okay <laughs> but you are and you're at a party and you're probably on a lot of drugs and some dude says hey you want to see a fucked up tape <laughs> It wouldn't be that, would it? Would be Cannibal Holocaust? What? Would that be the fucked up tape, Cannibal Holocaust? No. Uh, so. Oh. We're at the evolution part now. So. So uh, this dude, uh, I forget his name, but it it it's known who he is. You can look it up. It's not important right now, though. So, uh, he plays um this Japanese uh movie. That's actually from a, like a series of movies, like a like a compiled uh, series of horror movies called uh, guinea pig two. And the, the, the short is called uh, flower flesh and blood. And, uh, mm-hmm. Basically Charlie Sheen uh, watches the movie. It's like convinced is real. So he calls the FBI and, um, and uh, <laughs> it's, he goes through this whole rigmarole they interview him and stuff. And basically uh, the series, um, had a lot of controversy too be, well even before that but uh i i th- no i think it was because of that but uh but just like deodato uh hideshi the director of uh flower flesh blood had to hideshi hino i'm sorry also had to prove that the actors were were not hurt so uh, that and that i think was actually also the second um found footage movie in japan yes well but yeah the second Right, right. It's from Japan, but it's the second in the world, I think, yeah. actually. If I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that's where I, I thought that was a fun story. Uh, just being like... Uh, but again, like, he's a trained actor, so, uh, you know, like, I feel like he should... But it's Charlie Sheen. Good point, good point. But thanks for, the, thanks for the story, Charlie Sheen. You never failed to entertain me. You believe him, but you don't believe this other guy about the contracts? Oh, well, no. I mean, he, Charlie Sheen was wrong. I believe that he thought it was real, yes. <laughs> Maybe he just wanted a story. Probably, probably. But, uh, so, yeah. Well, do you have anything else for the evolution? Uh, another film, perhaps? Um, the next film on the list would be UFO Abduction, better known as the McPherson Tapes. And that came out in... 1989 and the director was Dean Aliotto and this movie had a uh, zero budget he basically spent like six thousand dollars to make it um and it's basically a family who's having like a birthday party for a kid and aliens come and they abduct them okay people swear that it's real you know a- alien believers like myself <laughs> But, you know, I don't believe I can't, I, I mean, he, it could be real. Like, it could be a government cover up. They could have paid him to say, oh, no, just kidding. This was all like, you know, whatever. It was all fake. I hired actors. Where's the proof? Did you know that everything, all the props were destroyed in a warehouse fire? What's the truth? I don't know. Did you see the movie? Is what I'm saying. Does it was it real? real or was it or was it faked to be a documentary? I'm pretty sure it's fake. Well, you haven't seen it, have you? It's the most no, convincing evidence. And I'm just saying, I know, Okay. you know, it's a reach, but it could be. 
I'm pretty dope. I'm open, I'm open for, for that possibility. Destroyed by a fire in a warehouse. Are you kidding me? Happens How all convenient. Time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Happens all the time. I... But yeah, that, I think that the whole genre of that was pretty much dead from there until like... The Blair Witch Project. Well, I would it say that um, the last broadcast... Did come okay. out a year before the Blair Witch Project, but you know the Blair Witch Project did have had, make more of an impact because they had a fucking awesome marketing team. Yeah, but so did Paranormal uh, Activity. Yeah, uh, and that right, but that was pro- part partly why it, its success, part of its success as well. But I think it was a much better movie. Yeah, I guess. I mean, it's just uh, the. It was very much like the movie where it tells you nothing, so you want to go see it. Right, right. The whole movie that, tells you nothing. Ever. What, the Blair Witch Project? Yeah. Or, right. Well, not yeah, even Not I, even the, the folklore is right. concrete. You don't even get a real story about what they're looking for. I mean, you do. Mm. I mean, they're, they're going to the cemetery. Uh, oh. I just watched it. Yeah, they were going to the cemetery. A lot of uh, so people told them stories about the Blair Witch. Yeah, and... but there was never like something concrete. What I'm what I mean is usually in a urban legend esque kind of situation, you get you get that five minute montage of the full story of this is what right. happened, and then then there you get maybe it was a serial killer, maybe it was right. a witch. So you're kind of confused the whole time. But I feel like that's kind of the point. Oh well, uh, and I'll go into like my theory on, on the plot of the movie. But I, I disagree. I feel like the exposition was like a little too long. Like I feel like they spend a little bit too much time like in the town and just like messing around in the woods. But I get what they were trying to do. I mean, that's the best to part. To build the suspense, yeah. You, that's unnecessary. It it's unfortunately yes, it is the best part, right? Yeah, I mean, you need you need to make it believable. You need to feel like you know, like you're you have to kind of forget where you are and yeah. be there. And they do a good job of that. Yeah. I guess I mean it took yeah. took eight days, right, to film it. Yeah, I mean they had. Yeah, that's um, amazing, and the budget. The most amazing part is that they had a great weather for all eight days. That's dope. <laughs> Where were they filming? I don't Where remember, was, uh, but uh, it's the wilderness. Somewhere. We'll put it on. We'll put it up later. Um, yeah, uh, I wasn't a hundred percent impressed with it. Like, I guess maybe because I was really hyped. Like, I was going on like the website and stuff like that. Uh, when that came out, I thought it was like the coolest thing ever, and you know, I wanted to believe that it was real. Um, but you never see the witch, and the camera footage is shaky. I prefer that. Yeah, I do too now. But I was a kid back then, so I was like, I'm ready to see some witches, motherfucker. Uh, but I was watching like this YouTube video, uh, and I should probably give them credit, and we will later. Uh, I'll let leave that to you. <laughs> Sorry. Fuck you, Dan. But it was pretty cool, and uh, the this dude has this theory that um, the two guys, uh, Josh and Mike, are basically uh, there. They're they're the ones that are like secretly leading uh, Heather more into the woods to mess with her and like feed off of her fear. And when you think about it this way, like the movie is actually super creepy because. Um, if, if there's, there's a bunch of supporting evidence, like, um, uh, they're the ones that think they're lost every time. And they're the ones that are 
keep leading uh, uh, the the pack and stuff, uh, and probably like the most. They, they, the video takes some stuff out of context, like that I didn't really agree with of that some of the guys had said, but um, basically, uh, they're, they're always leading, and the, the the map exchanges hands between her and Mike at one point, and then the next scene is like them arguing about where it went. And he said he had handed it back to her. And then so he does. Uh, I, you don't know if he did or not. But at, at some point later in the in the movie, he admits that he freaking kicks the map into the river in like a weird conversation. And there's like a comical scene. There's a scene that people think is comical where like they're basically... Um, arguing over the map but then if you look at it in the context that like they're actually like trying to like murder and scare this lady then it becomes like not comical and kind of scary so you know how you watch a movie for the second time with a twist ending mm-hmm. i kind of watched it again with that kind of ending and it makes the movie a little different it's actually uh pretty cool yeah but it's and that's not what's true. cool like it's not no because if they wanted you to have that experience the first time, they would have let you know ahead of time. I mean, maybe, but maybe it's just a product of how it was filmed because there was obviously just three people in the woods and not a, and so it well, looked like that. But I mean, there, there, there's a lot of things that don't make sense. And there's some, the, the diary that they came out with before the movie kind of like reveals that she doesn't know them and she keeps saying like she doesn't trust them or like they're not sleeping. Well, that's typical girl things. I don't trust sure. any of you. Of of us? Mm-hmm. Oh, we're good. We're, we're cool. I'm different. Okay. <laughs> that's, okay. But like after like, so they're following the river the whole time and then the, dude, the two dudes, again, it's always like the dudes like, we're lost. We gotta go this way. And then they stop following the river. And that's when, like, the shit really gets crazy in the movie. So then we all know the ending where... I mean, I just came back from a trip from Tennessee with three of my friends. And they they all wanted to kill me. An hour yeah. in. We weren't even on the plane yet. And they all wanted to kill me. Because I'm the worst. Yes, you are. So, uh, I don't... You know, I get it. That is realistic. What... Right. What I think is the the most astounding part of this movie is how they treated these three people while filming it. First of all, they told them this was all real, what the Blair Witch was real. Half of the people in the town were put there by the, by the directors and they were given this story to tell them. So all their reactions to these townspeople's stories were real. It was all planted. And like, they weren't feeding them so they can get all anxious all the time. And one day they walked all day. That scene when, when they're mad because they're in the same right. spot. Like they walked all day, ended up in the same spot. And they're right. all yelling at each other. That really happened. Right. Like I would have quit. they had to have known the Blair Witch is real, right? Because No, they... but they told them prior to filming that it was real. Well, then why were they doing all the shaky camera stuff and like not filming where they were pointing and stuff well like that, they know? weren't um two of them weren't um professional yeah. like directors actually one of them had just learned how to use it and that's why half of the time they're filming the people yeah. it's like grainy because he doesn't know what he's right. doing he re- genuinely doesn't know what he's doing 
Right. I know I, I did hear that they like trained them real fast to to and then just sent them in the woods. Yeah, it's like they gave me a camera. I wouldn't know what to do with it. Like I, I would mm. not know. So I'm just saying like they're not being fed. They're they're angry. They're super lost. And who brings one map? One map. There's three of you. Get it together. True. I mean yeah, if you lose the map then you're kinda of screwed. But I mean, for the purpose of the story, it works, I guess. Yeah, and I guess, you know, um, a movie worked because, you know, people paid money for it, people loved it, and people thought it was real. So I guess they, you know, achieved that purpose and that goal. Yeah. It's, it's, I, it's, these movies, at least for Blair Witch, I thought, I was like, oh, it could, this could be real, like, until I actually watched the movie. Well, I knew it wasn't real because I had researched, researched it before. Cause I was there, like, how many web pages cool were there in 1998? But like seven and you researched them all on there cool <laughs> that's wild yeah well i would know i my by research i meant i asked my dad oh and he was like nah <laughs> okay never <laughs> like, trust your parents either that's true that's something i've learned they're usually wrong dude what uh so after the blair witch I mean, we have a, was like, a few more but few. let's focus there's actually a shit ton more. there's so many after this yeah. There's so many, but we're gonna we're just gonna move it along to the ones that you know really impacted some bullshit. Uh, that sounds good. Which what I guess would be paranormal activity. I loved paranormal activity. I thought it was really cool. I, however, did not like the sequels. I thought they kind of like tried to expand the story, which I appreciate, but it was kind of. Like, but the first one was good. I liked it. Um. Paranormal activity, or as like I like to call it, the magic of advertising, with a ghost <laughs> maybe. Okay. Okay, if it wasn't for that advertising, nobody would have gone. And the scariest part of this movie is that somebody paid to see it. Let me tell you what's wrong with this movie. Where do I begin? I mean, okay, one good I thing I can say about it is that um, there's no CGI used at all, which is you know, claps. CGI is everywhere. So, um, you know, that's cool that they didn't do that. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, my my worst choice has like a CGI faux pas. So this I is that. a spoiler alert. This is my worst choice. Oh, whoa, okay. spoiler alert. So I'm just going to rant. Shh, don't tell him. No, nobody's going to want to listen. Nobody to cares episode. regardless. Mm. Okay, so the guy, uh, Oren Pelly, he got the idea for this movie from he was at home and something fell off a shelf. Oh my and that's how he got the idea. He knew that it wasn't haunted because it was like, oh, okay, that could have fallen. But he's like, what if this would be a movie? And, you know, he really was at the right place at the right time. With Divine this inspiration. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, I had some of that today for the idea for our next episode. Mm -hmm. You want to share? No. Oh, cool. So uh, I think that a g something this movie did right was... The no opening or closing credits or no score, you know, real believable to that point. Right. Uh, I think that... That's a good technique, right? I think that Oren Pelly is... He makes me so sad because did you know that he spent a whole year redecorating his house before filming this? Because he filmed it at his house. He spent a year redecorating his house and the house was still white and beige and flavorless like, a, like, <laughs> like white people chicken. Are you kidding? A year doing yeah, what exactly? 
Well, maybe he was setting up all like the trick doors and all. This is the most blandest house ever. That's the point. Maybe that's the point. You know, you want to. No, 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 no. That's I'd be embarrassed. No shade to him. Yeah. I'd be embarrassed. Also, another thing they did right is the fact that they, you know, he he's obviously filming. He always obviously has a camera rolling, because he's trying to catch something. So the camera is not rolling for no reason. There's a reason for the camera rolling. Exactly. Which is good. But the right. problem with this is that, you know, he's sleeping, yeah. so it speeds up, right? Mm-hmm. So then when you know that the camera stops and it, you know, comes back to regular time, you know something's going to happen. The anticipation is over. It's ruining it before it happens. Yeah, they, they do. I think, if I'm not mistaken, like they, I think they do address that sometimes though, right? Where like something very either very minor would happen, so you're not really sure if it's gonna be like a pop scare or just something. No, like, no, no, no. Like you corner. could, they're literally in bed sleeping. The camera's it's going, and but it's sped up, and yeah, then and they're still sleeping. It stops, and it's going slow. So and something's gonna happen. The movie is right. basically quiet, 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 quiet jump scare. Quiet, 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 quiet jump scare. I'm not impressed. I, you know, as far as the paranormal. Um, uh, like a paranormal found footage movie, I think I got what I wanted out of it, to be honest. I, I mean, I went in knowing there was going to be a lot of jump scares. And just, I I, I do feel like the the acting was somewhat good. And it, it, it oh, really? gave me a feel of like psychological like trauma. Uh, but why would you stay in a house? That's my thing. Like, why would you stay in a house? Which is the problem. And that's like the thing about a lot of found footage. Like, why are you still recording at a certain point? You know what I mean? But I guess in this one, that's I agree that that's that is what they did right. That, like, like you know what, for it. Dan, if their acting was so good, where are they now? Uh, oh, the lady did all the other ones too, right? She yeah, the by the same yeah, director. Two... That's not a career. That's nepotism. I mean, sure. What was he? Is was that like her daughter? Like, is that like a friend of his? Or I mean, I guess they're doing all these yeah. movies together. Just that. Where I mean, hello. Well, the guy died, so I mean, yeah, I guess I haven't seen him in Did he really die, or did you just saying that? No, he in the movie he died. He just the actor just died. Okay, so where is he acting now? Nowhere. So you know what? And you know why they're not good actors? Because it was improvised. It was all improvised. There's no acting. There's nothing to act. There are no lines. Right. I mean, so they're not acting. Purest form of. They're not acting. Yeah, I guess you're right. Um, they're not, but I, they're I, acting I, like they care. Yeah, you, I did feel like like the distress, and that was kind of more unsettling than, than the jump scares. And whatnot. But I did, I like paranormal activities. Activity, it's fun jump scare, found footage kind of thing. I mean, you're entitled to your wrong opinion. Okay, we could agree to disagree. Always. Next, anything else? Uh, no, I don't have anything so far as evolution. I think we've covered like the big uh, bases of evolution. Mm-hmm. Um, we can move on to our picks if okay, you want. Go ahead, you first. My favorite is the Blair Witch Project. No, I'm just kidding. I'm not going to do that again. No, it's clearly um, paranormal activity. It's not. It's um, uh, My pick for this week was VHS. It was really good. I... <laughs> been really 
like reading i well i've read this like anthology book and i've been like kind of reading more short stories and stuff so there's like a lot of hp lovecraft in preparation for this and uh i like the feel like vhs is like uh anthologies is obviously for literature but it's like that kind of short shorts uh com- compilation of shorts and it's it's really good uh because so there's three of them and and there's an overarching story which is also found footage uh, and uh, within the story, uh, at least in the first two, they're watching uh, these shorts, um, VHS tapes, and uh, they're different directors every time, but I loved all of them, uh, at least in the first two. The third one's kind of meh, but there, there's like, there's all sorts of kind of found footage in it. Uh, and I guess like you're supposed to think that this person, so they, uh, these guys breaking into this old guy's house you're supposed to think this person's like a like a weird kind of collector mm-hmm. uh, or, or whatever um, like and so in the first one uh it's these dudes like with uh an um uh eyeglasses camera and he picks up a, a girl and then uh they're in like the room and it, it gets weird and uh like yeah so but that scene with that there's a scene uh where he's he's watching all his friends get killed and then uh, it's actually the f- I think the first short uh, of the first movie. And um, then uh, so, but she was like saying, I like you through the whole movie. And I would have been like, at least me, I would have been like, I don't care if you killed my friends. I want to be with someone like you forever. Because I like darkness. Have you signed up to Talkspace yet this week? No, what's Talkspace? Oh, we're going to talk about this a little bit later. But I got you, dog. So, um, my uh, pick, it would be Lake Mungo. Heard of it? Super sad. Super great. It's, have you heard of it? No? Maybe? No. Okay, it's Australian. And it's basically a family whose daughter died in, like, a drowning car accident or whatever. And it's, like, it's a documentary style where they're being interviewed, you know, to talk about it. But it's really creepy and it's shot very well doesn't have anything too annoying it doesn't have that is this thing on is this camera working are we doing this right sure it's good you should really give it a shot it's kind of sad but you know you, i love those sad things cool uh what was it what was the name again lake mungo lake mungo okay i'm gonna check that out i'll watch that tonight before i start researching our next episode um cool Let's do worst fixie. Go first. Yeah, paranormal activity. These people have no careers. <laughs> uh, it's a movie about people uh, who are in a bland beige house who record everything. In a loveless marriage. Uh, yes, very sexless. Sexless, really. They have sex yeah. once in that movie. Maybe I once. Suck. Maybe they're suck. shower sex kind of people. And why wasn't the camera in the shower? I don't, I don't know. The, the so many room. more questions why it created i always keep a camera in mind it created this fucking wave of bullshit paranormal activity two three yeah, four when will it end when will people stop giving their money to this <laughs> i think six seven seven is a pattern seven i have only seen uh i mean i've seen all of them but i have only paid That's for seven. the first one and I would like That's a insane. refund. The air pirates. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I, I, I didn't like the plot. I didn't like the plot. I, I thought the, 
it was an interesting uh, concept, though. So my worst pick, I agree, though. It's not a very good movie. <laughs> but it's entertaining. My worst pick, uh, and the reason I did it, because it actually wasn't that bad of a movie, but then like they had like this crazy CGI part that I was just took me out of it. Um, it's Troll Hunter. Uh, but wait, pause. They're chasing trolls. Right. That's not real. So it's gonna have to be, you know, a CGI or a costume. No, I get it. I, I, you know, I'm not expecting like a Jim Henson puppet, you know, animatronic thing either. It just looked bad. It just took me out of it. It just looks so bad. And like, why do it? Like, you know, like Cloverfield manage. I mean, I know it's not horror, but like it manages to like, you know, kind of use some techniques to not show show it because, it would, you know, it just wouldn't look great. Mm-hmm. It would take you out of the realism. And I feel like Joel Hunter did that. So that is my worst pick of the week. I know I said it like that, but that's what it is. I mean, we did it. It's we over. We did do it. Well, thank you for listening to this episode let us know what you think i happen to love criticism i thrive on it dan does not he wants the opposite (laughs) yes so tell me good things so please tell him good things because then i have to hear the then i don't want to hear it afterwards if it's bad like i don't i don't have time to hear it if it's bad she's gonna get an earful of my feelings about you know what send it to my email and i'll be sure to read it so uh thanks for listening follow us on instagram it came from pod right that's not what it is yeah cool 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 uh follow you know subscribe comment and all that good stuff and then maybe next week dan will know what good night moon is i will Uh, bye Summer might be ending, but with decor from the Home Depot, your dorm or apartment makeover is just beginning. From plush bedding to stackable storage and decor to the microwave you'll use more than you ever thought possible, the Home Depot has everything you need to get back to campus in style. You know, so mom doesn't worry about you too much. Get great savings on back to campus essentials. Shop decor now at homedepot.com. More saving, more kinds of doing. U.S. only. Offer valid online through August 25th. Limitations apply. Have a roofing project? Whether you're doing a small repair or a full job, the Home Depot has all the quality GAF roofing products needed to get the job done. Save up to 20% with bulk pricing on full pallets of shingles and complete the job quickly with the full assortment of roofing accessories. All the GAF products you need. Available at the Home Depot. GAF. We protect what matters most.